Hello, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Uh, we're not live. I know we sound live, but we aren't. So do not text the show. But you can follow us at Frank on the Radio on Twitter and Instagram. Or you can email us via the Absolute Radio website. Just like the old days. Hello. Hi. Hello. I can't see um, Alan or Emily and they can't see me or each other so um we're eating our individual uh, lock-ins but um it's uh it's still lovely to hear your warm voices i thought you were going to ask us what we were wearing then no well, no the no risk of I, don't, sounding, I don't care at the risk of sounding creepy i would quite like to know what you're wearing frank and alan well okay then i'm wearing a very tattered pair <laughs> of um shorts in a oh. um, camouflage pattern <laughs> And I'm wearing a white T-shirt that has um, that has images of the tenth, eleventh, and twelfth Doctor from Doctor Who on them. Thanks and for asking. I've, I've got on exactly the same. Have you? That is. What's the chances? <laughs> I mean, the same. Harry, get out. T-shirt. <laughs> Harry, you all right? Harry's frothing at the... Is that a medical bag? Oh, it's his. Um, sorry, sorry, Al. What are you really wearing? Uh, I, I too, am wearing some shorts. I have oh, some um, some the almost shorts. like little pop socks, ankle socks on, because it was cold down having... in my cellar when I came down <laughs> here. La- oh, it was cold in the cellar. <laughs> and no one's oh, denying that. The and cellar. at the risk of fashion victim status, I also popped on a fleece as I came down oh, here because it's so don't call, You're not at any oh, risk way. of that. It's, it's like working with a television engineer. Does it say something like birds of a feather on the breast? <laughs> yeah. oh. It's often Phantom, I find... 96. I find it's often the Vicar of Dibley, I find, yes. with these uh, it, crew yes. hoodies. Well, so both of you have cracked out the shorts quite early. So, um, oh, yeah. Al, um, look, I've got... Um, I've been around a long time. I've I've had my career, so I'll ask Emily what she's wearing. <laughs> Rather it's been nice than, working you know, with you. It's been I nice working give, with you. I don't want to give you a hospital pass on, it, on this it, one. It gives me no pleasure to say this, but I, I do think I'm out of the danger zone. But anyway, um, I'm wearing a fuchsia cropped hoodie. Oh, weren't expecting so that. Well, my, my problem is now I can't picture fuchsia. What is that yeah, sort of pink? It's a very shocking pink, and it was given to oh. me by my goddaughter and there's also it was given to me it was a matching set and there was a miniature one for my dog Raymond that's nice that is mm. something <laughs> yeah it's a good job that they focused on you though and made him the secondary consideration otherwise you could be saying oh, I'm just wearing a studded collar at the moment <laughs> well, I think we all know who's wearing that Frank <laughs> yeah well exactly but uh, you know I've got to I've got to keep this laptop upright <laughs> I'm. Uh, I wear it. I wear it on a sort of a a, a neck band, around, so I can have it at my waist. Who was that? Do you remember that band? Uh, uh, um, oh, I can't remember what they sang. Now was it M People or something? And there was a bloke who had a keyboard around his shoulders. Do you remember? Oh that? yes. Oh, I thought. Did Howard Jones have one of those? Oh, Surely probably. at some point in the Mental Chains days, he must have had one of those. Did I tell you my when my uh, son was a mascot at Tottenham Hotspur? I know he um, he's they had a little interview with each of the mascots in the program, and they asked him uh, the famous person you'd most like to meet, and he said Howard Jones. Oh, <laughs> obscure. I mean, yeah, respect, he just, he loves, that hasn't he happened for a while. Them. He loves the music. Simple as that. Simple as that. Um, did you guys watch The Queen, by the way? Watch I watched it, it on BBC oh. iPlayer. Wow. I was in bits. That was, yeah. Did you watch it? Yeah. Em? Loved it. I saw before they did it, they had an interview on the new BBC News with Nicholas Witchell, the uh, royal <laughs> correspondent. Which always makes <laughs> who, is, me laugh. who is famous for, Frank? It, does he believe in the Loch Ness monster? Who was that Nicholas guy? Witch- no, well, no, Nicholas Witchell. Prince Charles was, was a little unkind about when they I, were I don't think we can say exactly what um, no. what Prince Charles said, can we? No, I don't. I don't think we can say the B word. 
Prince no. It's like that. It's like mm. that. He, he hates him, apparently, <laughs> Prince Charles. Anyway, now, in, now after that sidetrack, you've turned this into a, a Nicholas Witchell cliffhanger. <laughs> but uh, but let's, just, let's just enjoy it. So, so anyway, as I was saying, um, Nicholas Witchell, uh, the, the, the woman who was interviewing him said, so it's quite unusual, this the Queen uh, doing a, a, a talk um, to uh, the public, not at Christmas. And Nicholas Witchell said, a rare moment indeed. And I thought, <laughs> you can't, you haven't got another voice, have you? That is your voice, your royal correspondent, the one you use for the funerals and everything, that's you. And he started saying all that stuff. Yes, she is, of course, our head of state. And I thought, Nicholas, this woman's trying to interview you. Yeah. And you're talking like she's opened up some old BBC archive. <laughs> I did think of him, you know, the old thing of him getting home and the, <laughs> the wife saying, how, how was it today? <laughs> it was a grand occasion. <laughs> the crowd, and, oh, Nicholas, shut up. Do you think nerves. it extends to his entire domestic life? Oh, like I Nando's has been placed on the table. I think he children. used to have another. I think he had another voice once, and it's just gone. If there's one thing, if someone offered me the job of royal correspondent, I'd tell him to stick it. It's Quite not right a job too. you want. Yeah, you've awful. Got, you've job. got other irons in the fire. That'll well, be disappointing news for all those people lining up to offer you that job. Can what you imagine if, if Frank me? Allen was was the royal correspondent? <laughs> oh man, It'd be a strange turn of events, but I wouldn't I wouldn't rule anything out in these times. I've got a bit of previous with the royals. I've never liked you. Also, yeah. Al being slightly gittish as well. Mm. I would enjoy that enormously. Well, that, yeah, I actually uh, I got on. Do you remember with uh, when I met Prince Charles? And if I, I told you about this. I met him a couple of times, but I met him actually at his house. And he told me that he'd been um, looking at... Uh, he, was a, he got his own YouTube page, he told me. This story and he, makes and me he, cringe. Yes, it's painful. <laughs> he said, he said um, I've, been, uh, I've been looking at some of the comments, and I actually held his arm. I mean, <laughs> I could have been taken down by the men with the curly wire coming from behind their ears. But I, I, I said... I you really mustn't listen, read the comment. You must not read the comments on there. And I actually said, I've, I've, I know I've told this story before, but I actually said, I beseech you. <laughs> and I think that was because he was a prince and it sort of seemed the sort of thing one said well, in costume dramas. You but went to you Michelian, Nicholas Witchell. But can you imagine the comments on... Prince Charles's oh. YouTube page. Oh, I mean, it's only going to break his heart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what did yeah, he say I in response, Frank? I can't remember. Did he reply? And he said, oh, he said, uh, my, my assistant goes through them first. And I thought, well, that's all right then. I mean, yeah. I remember on the night of, uh, of our Queen of Hearts funeral going down to um, Buckingham Palace after when there was walls of dedications, flowers and stuff outside. And there was one very badly written note that said, Charles, you lost the best thing you ever had, exclamation mark. Oh. So um, that was just a little inkling of um, the, the amount of hate out there. It's not so much a tribute yeah. as hate mail, actually, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that is, yeah. 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 <laughs> it, it, it had, I think it had a, a cuddly time with it as well. Of course um, it with did. A, with, a, with a pin through the head. <laughs> Oh, did I say cuddly tie? I meant voodoo charm. <laughs> yes. So um, I like so, the yes. Queen's brooch. She loves a brooch, and you don't often see brooches in this and modern era. Did it era. have a? Did it have a code? Because sometimes the newspapers interpret her brooches to mean stuff like she disapproves of leaving the EU or she's approving of you know whatever it is. Was there any kind of code theory to her brooch and dress choice this time? I think I think that it said um, vote Labour. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So I found um, I found our Keith uh, the other day. Oh, this how's my... he doing in isolation? He's a bit. He's had. Uh, I think his freezer and his fridge have broken down, which is oh. bad news. So he's That's drinking quite a lot of warm beer, <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, 
He was talking to me about, you know, the, the various restrictions and, and all that. He's, he's, he's very... He's a man who just puts one foot in front of the other, Keith, and carries on. Um, and um, he said to me... Uh, he said oh, that I never liked uh, I never liked the handshaking thing. He said that's a that's a Birmingham thing. I said, is it? He said, yeah, they don't do that in the black country. <laughs> he said, um, so only I've, I've ever I've ever seen Brummies used to come in and they'd do it. You know, you had to join in a bit. <laughs> I thought well, this is a. I should point out for people who are not aware of this, the black country is an area sort of northwest of Birmingham, called so because of the industrial soot which used to cover it. And um, there's a bit of a rivalry between the black country, where I come from, my brother comes from, and, and Birmingham. And uh, when he, at first I thought it was a, a ludicrous suggestion, and then the more I thought about it, I realised that I don't think I shook anyone's hand until I was about 14 or 15. And I don't think it was around in the black country. So oh. if, if people had followed our lead... Um, we could be in a much better position than we are at the moment, health-wise. That's all I'm saying. Well, I've never been a fan of a handshake. No. I've, ne- I've always resisted the handshake. And that's why I was, I've always gone for the hug, straight in for the hug. You think that's better? Yes, I do. I just, I, I don't like touching hands. Well, it's, mm. it's, am I right in saying that the handshake is a man's thing, mainly? I think so. I think so. I think it's a bit of a show of strength. In it. I once saw Chris Eubank shake the hand of Jeff Goldblum and actually Did get you? him down. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and I, I watched. The reason I. <laughs> this re- is already a weird story. Wait. <laughs> so um, it's very nice to meet you, Mr. Um, Goldblum. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, it, um, it, uh, it's gr- uh, great to meet you. And, and, and it, he, <laughs> he squeezed, and I knew what Chris Eubank done because he, he did it to me once. He's, mm. he, he takes your hand in a really vice-like grip and really it hurts. Ooh. And oh. um, he did it to Jeff Goldblum and Jeff Goldblum went down on one knee. Good lad. <laughs> um, in in, in pain. A, an early... Uh, Civil partnership there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, he, was, he couldn't resist it, um, Chris Eubank. He couldn't resist yeah. inflicting in the pain. I wonder how so, he's coping uh, in the lockdown, Frank Eubank. I imagine that it'll be... Sorry, carry on. Well, he just strikes me as someone who's, you know, he's quite thirsty, I think, yes. for the, um, the attention, yeah. isn't he? I think it'll be like Cape Fear, won't it? He'll come out with all sorts of strange tattoos of <laughs> communist leaders mm-hmm. and put his thumb in some young girl's mouth. Oh. I don't know if you've seen Cape Fear. I, I, that, that wasn't a random suggestion. It's a scene from the movie. <laughs> Not now, commode. I um, picture him today, Frank, wearing nothing but jobbers, chopping wood. Oh, yeah. Wow, chopping wood. What about the, the yeah. monocle in case there's any splinters? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll risk one eye, but certainly not both. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, um, have we heard from that which we used to describe as the outside world? We were talking about elephants, drunk elephants. Do you remember last week? Oh, I do, of course, yeah. they got corn sort of... wine. Yeah, they'd got strung out on uh, corn wine. Strung out. And some of our readers have been in touch, including Liz at Freaky Tea, who gives you a little insight into her life. Did did anyone answer my texting question, what do elephants know? (laughs) Oh. I I think we have not a answer to that. (laughs) That's a pity. um, I'll continue my quest. Liz says the nearest relative to the elephant, because to be fair, you were you did also ask that question, Frank. Yes, I yes. I mooted I mooted the hippopotamus and the tapir, I believe, mm-hmm. as as possible relatives of the elephant. Well, uh, Freaky T says the nearest relative, who's a very trustworthy source, to the elephant is a rock hyrax, a small furry African mammal, but other close relatives. And she's put um, relatives in uh, little quote marks, 
which I like, right. to the elephant, include manatees and dugongs. Wow. I mean, yeah. they're an obscure family. The elephants have dominated <laughs> that family. They've really got the best PR. If, it, if ever, as a <clears throat> yeah. result of all the, all the things that's going on now, I have to work in the adult film industry, mm. Rock Hyrax is going to be <laughs> my name. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that, it's cracking, isn't it? <laughs> okay. So, but Alex from Cambridge says uh, other members now extinct are the mammoths and the mastodons. The closest living relatives to elephants, careful everyone, are, yeah. are manatees and hyraxes. That's correct. And hippos and tapirs are more distantly related. Oh, so they are. I got, I got them in the, um, they're in the, uh, in the Venn diagram. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, they drink well in the same Emily, bar. For, um, for elegantly avoiding the Latin that he used in his uh, email there. Well, is it Proboscidia? Holy Week. Pro- Proboscidia. <laughs> is it Proboscidia? Oh. And I know that, that for, sense, reasons, for reasons that will become clear soon. Oh, really? Yes. Okay, because okay. n- it's nose-based, nose isn't it? Yes, and, that, yeah. and it's a hard C, obviously. Thank you. Well, I'll say that. I remember, uh, remember Lord <laughs> Nelson saying that to me once. <laughs> Ar- arrogant. Very arrogant man. I mean, worshipped. Very arrogant. I mean, many so, um, people have mentioned manatees. I don't even think I can picture a manatees. And that's not a oh, manatee joke. Fine. Ah. No, I mean it. I don't, I don't, know, what the, I don't know what the um, animal manatees... It's been a long time since I've had a manatee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I studied this in humanities. <laughs> oh, God. So I, I think that must. I think that's it. Let me just check. No, that's it. That is the full textbook manatee joke <laughs> roster has been covered. Oh. We haven't even got onto. Oh, we've already done a rock hyrax. Um, I think we've. Uh, I think we've socked all the goodness out of those responses. Mm. Can I? Can I say that I went onto the BBC Sport app this week? Huh. Which yeah. offered every day offers five things to do in one place, which of course is very good at the moment, and it, it offers you little tips and competitions, quizzes, and stuff like that. It's a lovely idea, and the thing that caught my eye, which I, I didn't actually click on it, but it was, it was this. It was there was one entitled "Do you know more about James Bond than Darren Bent?" <laughs> I mean, I'll never know, but it it, 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 it it intrigued me. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. I'll tell you what, um, I'll tell you what I've realised during this uh, incarceration that we're all experiencing. I say all, some people are utterly ignoring it, of course, but let's not go into that. Not many, I um, don't think, but some. Yeah, some. It's always some. I mean, that's just the world. Mm. Um I I have always um, washed my hair every other day. Oh, right. yes. And now I've gone to washing my hair twice a week. And mm. you know what? I, I there is no noticeable difference in my hair. <laughs> Not I'm to you. thinking. That's I'm thinking. Getting on. <laughs> no, it all seems. I, I think looking back, I've been a damned fool when it comes oh. to hair washing. I think I've overwashed. Are you worrying about how much money you've spent unnecessarily on shampoo all those years? Well, it's all, it's all very well when you're in a hotel, but um, <laughs> I, I really, I go so heavily on the products in a hotel. But, yeah. Um, but yes, I, I think I have. And I wondered if I've turned my hair to some sort of straw by overwashing. <laughs> over I think we'll learn, we'll learn a lot of lessons during this um, well, it is meant to be much better for your hair, isn't it? To leave it, you should let the natural oils. That's the thing because you're stripping them of their of their natural oils, aren't That's you? That's right. Follicles. Didn't Sting Sting say he washed his hair about once every oh, six he months? He hasn't washed in years. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and he looks lovely. Sting. He does. Those friendship bracelets will be grubby. That's oh, what yeah. worries me. He wants to watch them around those candles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I imagine he's got a short on at the moment. 
Oh, do you? I, I always so. see Sting in a pair of shorts. Do you think Sting is in um, is in the UK, or do you think he's in LA or something like that? Wherever he is, he'll oh. be cross cross legged with a guitar. Oh, definitely. So. And yeah. um, he could be naked. Actually, he's that kind of a bloke, isn't he? Oh, he likes well, the tantrics. If he's not got an overlooked garden, I don't see why he shouldn't be. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> I, you know what? I'd, I'm not a, really a gambling man, but I'd put, let's say, eight pounds on the <laughs> fact that Sting has not got an overlooked garden. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I do. Knows that's the that. reason. I do have an overlooked garden, and that's why I've got my shorts on. I don't mind yeah. telling you. Yeah, I've got... Um, it's nice because... Things like we a, a letter came to the letterbox today for next door. Mm. Uh, you know, it can happen. I'm not blaming the post office. Um, mm. But I just went and uh, put it on their garden wall and shouted and said, there's a letter for you. You know, it's very, it's a lovely, simple method. I'm, I'm getting more communal. You know, when we do the, um, the applause oh thing, the applause for the NHS. Oh, yeah. That feels very community based. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I've organised um, a two-minute um, boo and cat call for people who are not observing the government guidelines. Cause <laughs> that's, that's nice. I, I like encouragement, but I think discouragement is at least equally powerful. <laughs> <laughs> If not, uh, if not more. So. You were talking about the postal service, Frank, and I would mm. like to flag up something that at the beginning of this, before we started recording, I'm not going to use the word smug, but you and Alan were both um, talking about your foam, and I didn't know what you meant that you'd been sent for your microphones. I don't know yes. any such foam. We've got a little, um, a little sock. I think it's, I think it's a pop sock or a popper. Is it? Something oh, I think like it that. is called Did a popper. Is it called a pop, a pop sock? Surely it's those things that Japanese teenagers wear. People will know what we mean. The foam yes. bit on a microphone. You put, you put mm. it over a microphone and it's foam and it stops that pop, 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 which I, I would do yes. if I wasn't wearing my foam thing. Well, why come <laughs> I didn't get one? Uh, that's wrong. Well, this is you how you find out. One. I would have. I mean, it took me an hour and 20 minutes to get it on. Um, you know, <laughs> being a Catholic. <laughs> I am a Catholic. I have, you know, it's... It's so alien to me, the whole thing. But yeah, we, we'll, we, we'll, I'm sure we can get you one, um, M. Oh, cut off it's an old pair of tights. Never mind. And it's it's great if you want to do a, an impression of Pluto for the local <laughs> kids. I mean, the dog rather than the planet. It, it's perfect for that. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. We are not live, so do not text the show, exclamation mark. But you can follow us at Frank on the Radio on Twitter and Instagram. Or you can email us via the Absolute Radio website. Please do that, by the way. I know we're not live, but um, it's great to read the stuff, and then we'll talk about it through the next show we do. What we don't want to do in particular is lose that two-way thing that's always been a brilliant aspect of this show and, and part of it which I love a great deal. So stay in touch, you readers. We need you. Sorry, nice. Alan. I like the keep in touch. You implore, you beseech them, don't you? I really, yeah, but yeah. I, mean, I mean that. I mean that. Can you think of how I many... We have had so many brilliant... If you was to take... The text oh. that we've had over the years. There's so yeah. much richness and invention and, and information. So uh, yeah, I don't want to lose that. Okay. And also, I think um, I think it's fair to say that the tabloids aren't as full of funny stories as they used to be. I feel somewhat sorry for paparazzi who now can only photograph people when they're jogging. <laughs> That's really all. Yes, who's ever now. said that? <laughs> also, the red cut. You need a really long red carpet if the paparazzi oh, have got yeah. to stay two metres apart from yeah. each other. <laughs> but, but celebrities used to do other things except for coming out of their house to jog, and now that's the only thing they And they've they got the masks on now as well. Surely they've still got the scope for reality stars in scanty underwear uh, uh, emptying the bins. That That Good is a, a light motif in the tabloids I've seen well, many a time. what about the, the reality stars that, you know, when they set up their own pictures and then say, oh, no, I've been caught, and actually they, they arranged for the photographs to be taken. Hmm. Th those ones are in trouble as well. You've got to feel for yeah. them. 
Well, well this is I, a... I, must, I must have told you that, that I was um, a, a well-known red top got in touch with me. This was in my glory days and said, mm. we'll pay for you and your girlfriend to go to the Caribbean for a seven-day beach holiday. But you'll have to let us um, photograph you on the beach and look like you don't know about it. And if you do that, <laughs> oh. we'll cover the costs. So oh. it's, uh, it's a handy. I didn't do it. I mean, God, I haven't sunk that low. <laughs> Um, no, she was furious looking back. This is a different girlfriend. Absolutely furious that I no, looked gift horse in the mouth. No, Kath wouldn't have gone. No, doesn't like planes. Doesn't like sunshine. Doesn't like publicity. Doesn't like me. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. Can we lose that last? Oh, we can't. Well, we can, but we're not going to. Sorry, Al. I I, I jumped in. I I have a a, a non celebrity jogging news story to bring to your attention. Uh, <laughs> a pensioner turned down the offer of a, a Van Gogh painting, uh, not knowing. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm, not, yes. I'm not saying Van Gogh. I think that is how people say it. Obviously, for many I years say I golf, said Van Gogh. But, uh, you know, I think Americans say Van Gogh, don't they? I think they do. Oh. It's not a Descartes well, moment, though. It's not, no, 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 it's fine. I have had yeah. that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, they, they uh, were asked what they wanted from a Staffordshire farmhouse before it went up for sale. She knew the person. And uh, and asked for this dirty, uncared-for-looking picture. She says in the thing, it's it looked old, very dirty, and uncared for, which coincidentally is ac- exactly my lockdown vibe. That's <laughs> that's how I'm looking right now. Um, uh, but oh, and my next persuaded... autobiography, actually, Al. Thanks for that title. Yeah, she was persuaded. But it would be my. It would be my. Uh, it would be my Twitter handle if I, if I had it. <laughs> And instead, she took a brass handbell, which is now worth a pound, and later found out that it it was sold for an estimated twelve to thirteen million pounds. Yeah. Yes. There's so many things in this. For a start yeah. off, when it said uh, the headline says something like um, "Pensioner turns down thirteen million um, Van Gogh painting for one pound handbell." Does yes. that mean that she actually got the handbell valued? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of a predatory opportunist is this old girl? Wow, girl. I mean, that, I thought that girl. was pretty. Well, there's more. I have more questions about this. Oh, I've this, got but... so much to talk about, Gail yeah. Horrell, pensioner. Yes, but first, begin. but first, um, some of this. Frank Skinner. One of the uh, one of the things I liked about the story of the the pensioner and the Van Gogh painting was the title of the painting, which is yes. peasant peasant woman in front of farmhouse, which sounded to me like a really really bad guess on catchphrase. Yeah, <laughs> say what you see. Yeah, I know I said say what you see, but it's terrible. It's it good, but it's not right. More romantic in French, paysan devant une chambre. Now, that, oh. that's nicer, isn't it? Well, that's that what I read nicer. anyway. But no, I, Frank, I enjoyed I liked, that. I like the sound of this woman because she sounded like she might be a bit of gay. a git. In the best sense of the word, a bit gittish. <laughs> She's called gay, isn't she? She's she is. called gay. Yeah. Gail, I think her name is actually gay. Oh. Is it gay or Gail? Is it gay? I think it's gay, G-A-Y-A. Okay. That's what I thought. She... She got the painting from her in-laws when they were sort of clearing out their house, didn't she? Can I stop mm-hmm. you there? Sure. Can, because what she got... You say... It, it, what it actually says was her former in-laws. <gasps> now, I don't know if you remember, there was a little time in the 90s when a few they had competitions for one-line novels for people to write one line. And for me... Her former in-laws has got so much <laughs> extra material oh, kicking the layers around. Layers in that. Yeah. I mean, how I, I want to know the relationships. I want to know what went wrong. Yes. Well, are I think they her former the... in-laws because of the Van Gogh? Well, I think we get some insight into the nature of their their relationship when she says she sort of implies that they that there was a sort of conspiracy. She says, oh, dear, how very naive of me. Of course, in those days, I couldn't argue with them and ended up with a brass handbell. I learnt my lesson the hard way. There's a lot to unpack in that. There is. Because 
in those days, I couldn't argue with them. <laughs> since then, since I, yeah. before I became a battle axe, Guy could be listening. <laughs> we love you, Guy, and, and I mean, enjoy. And give I'm, us a I'm ring. A, I'm on a self-styled battle axe myself. But what I liked was she seemed to be implying there'd been some skullduggery. I felt. Well, but, I, I mean, mean my first profit. thought. My first thought was this was they were selling the farmhouse and they said you can have anything you like. So they needn't have done that. Mm. These, yeah. these former in-laws, as I like to call them, let's call them Phil. <laughs> F-I-L. Yeah. They, they needn't have offered Gay anything at all. Um, and yeah. also she could have, she said she picked the painting and they said, well, you know, it's not very nice. They sold it for four quid, it said, they got didn't four it? quid. So it weren't yeah. like they thinking, oh, 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 no, you're not good in the Van Gogh. I think As, they were actually trying yeah. to be kind and saying, don't take that horrible painting. They're not profiting. And, and also that the handbell could come in very handy during the social distancing. Indeed. Thing. <laughs> and point. also, you know, if you think about the NHS applause, take the handbell yeah. out there, guy. Go for it. Although... I do think gay. I mean, it did say Vincent on it. It was one yes, of the few paintings he'd signed. It's hardly up there with the sort of three, two, one clues in terms of being no. sort of impenetrability. It's like, it's fairly obvious. It says Vincent. At least get it I, valued. Here's the thing I didn't know. Fair play to VVG. I didn't, uh, I didn't know that, <laughs> I, I didn't know that he Never signed been it called Vincent. That, love. He was an early adopter in the, um, like, famous for the first name thing. He was like his generation's Beyonce or Kanye. Yeah, it's true. No, but I would have been, I, I mean, obviously there's all the Vincents in the world, but, yeah, you would, it would draw your attention, wouldn't it, that, on the painting? Mm. I mean, what's the chances of it being Vince Cable? <laughs> <laughs> So the other thing about um, about what I like to call the pensioner and the Van Gogh that that story mm. is I had a look at uh, a picture of uh, Guy at her kitchen table, mm. and now regular um, readers will know that we three recently put pictures of ourselves recording these remote um, podcasts. Well, we're not Indeed. actually podcasts, they're radio shows. Get over it. And um, potato, what potato. people do, what people do, yeah, is they, they just look at the backgrounds and talk about what your house is like. And yeah. I had a look at, I did, a, I, I did exactly the same thing. I had a really good look at, Gay, at what Gay was up to. And I am pretty convinced that she was looking at a Scion organiser. <laughs> do you remember? <laughs> Do you remember those? I am. If you look at the picture in the Son newspaper, that looks to me like a piece of tech from the 1990s. Everything oh, about her is from the past and unusual. She needs yeah. to stop. She needs to stop living in the past. She. she I, I mean, does. she's probably had it valued. I, d I don't doubt. I mean, when did so. this happen? Well. <laughs> <laughs> this happened. I was going to say that, Frank. I mean, it was a long time ago, love. When was it? 53 years ago? Was it that long? I believe it's so. a while. Oh, my goodness. I didn't realise it was that long. Well, I know. Um, I'm not saying I've got a lot of time on my hands, but I do know it was passed to a gentleman called Luigi in 1967, who then went on to sell it. And he, did, he got... put it, did he put it up in his barber's <laughs> shop? Yeah. What? <laughs> No, I like the sound. He was uh, an Italian who worked for the BBC, it said. It? Yes. Right. <laughs> okay. Gino, I don't know if it was Gino De Campo. I don't know in a former life. It was life, Luigi. He, it was Luigi got, um, I think he paid £45 and he then got 100 grand for it when he sold it. Whoa. But even Luigi's not, you know, he's not made the full 13. No, no. exactly. I mean, it, do, it has all the, the making. Oh, oh, by the way, oh, before I move on, when I was looking at her kitchen table and all that, <laughs> uh, I noticed she was um, 
she had one of those things that you see with the, the pensioners of the crossword that's been removed from the paper and folded into a nice, so so you can make it last the week. Oh, did it? And I was slightly worried she might be looking for answers on the scion. <laughs> thus, um, <laughs> thus somewhat cheating, I would say, on the crossword. Thing. I, I don't want to, I'm not sure about that. I'm not saying that's gospel, but, you know. I was worried by what I would say about gay. What I would lo- the message I would communicate to Gay. I would I would like to give her is that you know I think it's for the best. You don't want that thirteen million quid. No, Look what happened could... to the lotto lout throwing Big Macs out of Hummers. That's yeah, not the and, destiny uh, spend, you want spend, for yourself. Spend, spend, spend. Yeah. Nicholson was it? Viv yeah. Nichols. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, she's probably she's probably best out of it. Mm-hmm. Also, I I would say. Um, at the end of the day, it was never yours. It was never... There's no thing that obligation that it should have been yours. And I think the headline probably should have been Woman in Same Room as Van Gogh painting. Because this is not something that was taken away in some way. It's something she saw. The headline you know, should I've have been seen Woman Mona, Still Using Scion. <laughs> yeah. I've seen you know, her dropping some brutal truths to to, to gay here. <laughs> I mean, I've seen the Mona Lisa. I don't have any sense of ownership whatsoever. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. So, what are you um obviously I'm not seeing you guys, only hearing you. What what are you actually up to during lockdown? Um, well, I'm mainly feeling uh, jealous of people who buy antique, like scruffy old paintings, and then find that they rocket up in value to <laughs> yeah. 13 million. Because I've thought about this, having read this story, and I don't think I've ever bought anything that has then gone up in value in any surprise way. And actually, I've had quite the reverse just recently. Shortly before the lockdown, I bought a camper van, <laughs> which. Which I now can't go anywhere in. It's oh. like I bought it thinking, oh, that'll be good fun, won't it? Me and the family will go away and we'll camp. And now it's just like it, it couldn't have become more of a useless thing. I think it might be illegal for me to use it just now. <laughs> yeah, it probably <laughs> which, is, yeah. Which is the opposite of saying, oh, yeah, I'll have that old painting and then it becoming 13 million quids worth. Yeah, sort of a, a camper van goth. <laughs> oh, lovely. I, is there anyone who hasn't at some point in their life thought about buying a camper van? So I do respect yes. you for actually buying... Oh, you haven't, okay. <laughs> well, Never, well, I used to... ever, would I ever. Oh, I like the idea of it. I always imagine, though, if you're in a camper van, um, that you park up somewhere at night and then um, you violent do. youths... Um, with tin openers, take the side <laughs> off and yeah. take you out and um, do terrible things to you and your family. Well, that's, as you know, that's I, what I, puts me off. I, I train martial arts exactly for that. I've got very good yeah. um, tin opener teenager defence. That's, <laughs> no, that's... well, I mean, if they opened up the, the, the side and you were there, I can imagine that they've, you know, they've... Oh. They, they've they've opened. It's like those boxes where you open where there's a boxing glove on a spring. <laughs> yeah, they'd ruin But if the they day. if they open up and I'm there, I mean, when it's, you uh, when you say camper lot. van, I'm interested in the style because my only experience. I mean, there's what I call the boys' own bus, if you know oh. what I mean by that. Mm. You oh. know those sort of touring band buses. Yeah, I, I like those appeal to me. What I'm talking. Okay, are you talking more John Pertwee? Collapses a caravan in eight seconds on yeah. Nationwide in 1973. Is, it, is yeah. yours a VW? No. Oh. <laughs> Most judgmental noise I've ever heard. No, it's just that I'd, you know, I had a mental picture um, of it and it was wrong. Anyway, it's just a shame that I haven't got it. I've also, no, but it'll um, keep. It'll, they don't go off, do they, that's camper true. vans? That's true. And you can use it for domestic disputes, rows. Oh I'd yeah, go in there just if I go had a row. Sort of go and hang out in it. That's it's a like good the right. Just it, go and cool it, off. I think it might be. It's a, the innocuous things that have become suddenly dangerous, like a camper van. Like yes. the, I, I retained as a souvenir a Vuvu Zayla. Oh, and yes. I thought, if I took this out now, blowing this, it'd be like carrying a sawn-off shotgun. <laughs> just be spraying, 
<laughs> saliva in all directions. Not only that, but it comes with a warning, the sound. Yeah. Well, the, but you're right, Frank. The bubble maker's a lethal weapon. I saw oh, someone God, driving around in, in a... Have you? Yeah. I run a pea shooter. <laughs> That'd be the sort of thing Carlos the Jackal would be using now. <laughs> Friend of the show. Oh yeah, Carlos the Jackal. He's uh, oh. I like I like I like a specialist in any uh, in any area. And I always have always always loved those those suitcases that have had special compartments made out of foam for the things the parts of the rifle to sit in. <laughs> I, lo- I was once sent by Ribena a how to make Ribena kit and it all sat in neat little sort of brush velvet thing and it's oh, lovely. So I'd like to tell you a little bit about what I've been up to, boys. I've decided I'm going to spend this time wisely and I thought I'd learn a new language. Oh, brilliant. So I've got a smattering of French, some basic conversational Turkish. Have you? Catch butter. Teşekkür ederim. Bless I you. I can say God, things like that. Got, you, I've known you for how long? <laughs> 20 years. I yes. had no idea you had conversational Turkish. Well, my mother spoke fluent Turkish, so I picked Did bits she? up. Yes. Wow, the things that steadily... <laughs> ooze from people <laughs> if you hang around them long enough like sap from a tree trunk i can't wow. say much i could well i could you know that's how you, you say how are you anyway i've always had a great affection for this language that i'm, I'm about to tell you about but i've never mastered it do you want to guess what it is can you guess what language i've started cling on good shout <laughs> um, a language you've always hankered yeah for I'm going to say Spanish. Okay, Al, oh, what's I your thought, guess? I thought Frank's guess was going to be a hopeful Russian. No. It Do you know what it is? Shall I reveal all? Latin. Italian. Latin. Latin. Yes. That will come in handy. Well, it will. <laughs> Hear me out. Hear me out. I mean, I haven't spoken it since childhood. No jokes, mm. please. Yeah, um, you grew up in, you know, Emily grew up in ancient Rome. For those of you who don't just know, just bit their hand off, trying not to was, make that joke. Yeah, it was the I whole. I thought it's Pom- best to get it out there. <laughs> the whole Pompeii business just just wiped everyone. Oh, but, man. but um, it's a romance language which I liked. You know that really appealed to me. Nice. And then I read that you know Mark Zuckerberg was a massive fan of Latin. It's got a lot I of in common with gay. I, I, I knew he liked plastic flip flops. <laughs> oh, is that what he's into? But not Latin. They rarely go together. I don't and Star they, Wars. They like to sandal. Does he like Star Wars? He had a Star Wars themed wedding, I believe, didn't oh, he? Oh, did he? Yes. Did he? Anyway, what I've read and heard about Latin, because I did learn it sort of just vaguely when I was a kid, I did it for a few years, but it, because it's a sort of root language, it helps you understand English better. And I like mm. the idea of that, but also it's very good for disciplining the mind. The other thing, Frank, do you know mm. where the only place in the world in which it's spoken still? Vatican City? Yes! Yes, it was a fair bet. I, I, thought, I thought we could, wouldn't that be great? I'll be able to speak to the Pope. Oh, so I'm doing, I'm doing it, I do it twice a day. I go in, I have this thing, Duolingo, and I go in and I, I learn phrases. I've learned That's a few already. Brilliant. Minimé, Frank, Domi, Dormit. Do you know what that means? Stay at home. No, 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 Frank sleeps at home, that means. I reckon the dorm home thing. What about Parsius in Onctus? Oh, I don't know. Don't start What does that mean? Just because when you start talking, I have at my side, coincidentally, (laughs) the the complete odes and epodes of Horace. So I thought I'd just... uh, there's one Who called Pars- Parsius Ionctus. But um, I, if, sorry you'd to hear ba- that. if you'd have bounced back with that, I'd have been well oh, impressed. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not. Well, I'm still f- feeling my way. But it's you a know great lo- thing to do. Yeah. Well, Frank, you know what I loved? Well, I'm going to start saying salvete when I, when I greet you two now. But I liked, there's a phrase I, I saw, came across, which was fac ut vivas, mm-hmm. get a Some life. Are- oh. Come on, yeah, that'd be. You see, get a life is such a 
rubbish thing to say to people. But once yeah. you say it in Latin, facut vivus or nullo modo, no way. What was that one? Nullo modo, no way. Can oh, you imagine okay. saying that? Yeah, nullo modo, <laughs> mate. <laughs> mate. That's it. I really though. What I, I, you see, what worries me is I'm going Go to come on. through this whole thing and think, you know, I should have used my time. More Join the Latin wisely. crew with me and the Pope. Yeah, that's all of it. That's the whole yeah. Latin crew. <laughs> the Pope's, Pope's got a bit more spare time on his hands, so probably <laughs> could. <to. laughs> This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. We're not live, so do not text the show. But you can follow us at Frank on the Radio on both Twitter and Instagram. Um, and you can email us via the Absolute Radio website. So that, that's still on the cards. Lupus in fabula, Frank. Well, there's a big rabbit coming. <laughs> <laughs> that means speak of the devil. Oh, how, much I, how good is that? That lupus. is a good one. Lupus I thought that was. I thought that was lupus was a, a rabbit thing. What mm. do I know of Latin? I, I mean, I've been speaking. What it. do you know of Latin? Well, I only know the stuff from the uh, from the liturgy. Mm. So oh. uh, you know, it doesn't crop up that much. Hosanna yeah. in excelsis. Obviously, this week I'll be in the element. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I think what's, can I tell you something? And this is. Um, I don't know whether it says something about my um, decaying mind, but when Emily was telling us that she was learning Latin, I was so impressed and thought, that's so brilliant, and what a novel and interesting thing. Why didn't I think of doing something like that? (laughs) And then I remembered, I remembered that I've actually just sent off for an old English correspondence course. (laughs) Which had completely slipped my mind. Really? As if these things are so Yeah, for many years, because of my obsession with the Anglo Saxons, mm. I've I have um I have hankered to speak old English and I've now uh, put my put my money where my bear wolf is and um I've signed up. So I'll keep oh. you posted on that. I mean soon soon there'll be no need for English on this show at all. Well oh, you're a veritable modernist compared to me with the old well, English. Yeah. That's true. You and your newfangled ways. It's interesting, though, because the Romans left Britain and then were soon soon replaced by the Anglo-Saxons. So there is a sort of a logic to all this. How's Al going to beat us, Frank? Because if if I've got Latin, you've got the old English, what's he going to go for? Al has got a, a fair amount of the Southeast Asian languages that, that you know, from cries... <laughs> Cries of uh, warning and violence during his many thrusts Indeed. and parries. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm mainly doing a deep dive in the language of shouting at children. That's my, uh, that's my current oh, okay. study. <laughs> yes. mm. I, it's interesting that because it's temper combined with not swearing often. Yes. Um, I'm slightly worried. Can I ask you a question is... about... Sure. Go on. What's your on. question? No, I was just going to say on the martial arts front. I oh, yeah. uh, I was I've been watching a lot of um, the the third Doctor um, recently, oh. the John Pertwee manifestation, and he does um, <laughs> Venusian karate. Venusian karate, yeah, not a karate um, that I've encountered in my many years. What's of that? Stuff. Well, they play. Well, when they he, do it on when Venus. He do, when he does it, he's quite theatrical, Pertwee, generally speaking. But he does a lot of that. <laughs> you that don't you hear say. In, in the martial arts thing. He does a lot of that. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> when he when he chops people on the neck, do you that do all? Good. Do you do that? No. In, oh. In, in I imagine you going. Oh. Uh, yes. Uh. In, in karate, I think that does happen. But in grappling, you're you're actually you know you're you're catching hold of the guy rather than striking him. If that makes so yeah. you don't do the sort of da 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 da. Anyone who's yeah. ever seen Elvis live will know what that music's reference <laughs> yes. to. I mean, Elvis was. Don't do any of this at the moment, but uh, yeah, it's it's been very affected by the social distancing. It would grappling. be yeah, gra- mm. grappling is going to be yes. that's the worst. What thing did you say about Elvis, Frank? I was going to say he would sometimes do a twenty-five-minute karate <laughs> demonstration during a stage <laughs> show. I mean, 
<laughs> this was towards the end, obviously. But um, Can you... I spoke to a member of his band who said to me it was tedious in the extreme. He said it was unbearable, but he, he would. In, no one could tell him. I think no one could tell him is probably when you speak to ex Elvis people. That is the phrase that comes up the most often. <laughs> But um, still loved, of course. Still loved by the crowd. Mm. <laughs> I, on stage, um, don't do any of that. But I'm thinking now Al could put in maybe five minutes. Of, of, uh, of, of karate? Yeah, some sort of, you know, some, some maybe hokido. Um, something of that nature. I'll give it thought. on Absolute Radio. I'm not quite sure how I feel about this, but we've become the sort of collective go-to posse for anything Doctor Who and Dalek related, just FYI. Mm. So... Makes me very proud, indeed. I like Alan's, hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I feel differently, but, you know, it's good okay. for all. It's good for all different. <laughs> mm. Okay. So... We've been sent this. I was sent this personally via my Twitter account. It also came in via the show Twitter account at Frank on the radio. There was a video of a Dalek roaming the streets, which went viral this week. And, and lots of people sent us this link. We had at Dave Army, thought you might enjoy this, at Kate Collister. There's a Dalek out there looking for you, Frank. D- did either of you come across this at all in the well, socials? It came up on uh, Who News. Did oh, it? Uh, yes, I, I got an alert about Dalek <laughs> in uh, in Robin Hood Bay, which is, is where it, it yes. was in uh, North Yorkshire, it's and a nice which spot, is actually. where, yes, I've been there. I'll tell you why there because uh, I was there because me and Kath, my partner, um, did the coast to coast walk, nice. and that ah. is where you either start or finish at, depending which way you're going. Um, yeah. In Robin Hood's Bay, it is very lovely. Um, it's an interesting. Um, I like the idea that the Daleks have come to save the Earth and they are mainly operating in a suburban <laughs> road in North Yorkshire. <laughs> yeah. That so, shows just how bad parking in London is in the 21st yes. century. The Daleks yeah. have been driven out into the sticks <laughs> as well. We should say what they were saying. They were saying, I mean, I can't do the impression of them, Oh, Frank. go on. Shall I? They were saying... All humans must self-isolate by order of the Daleks. <laughs> if Nicholas Briggs is listening, I apologise for that. But that yes. was, I don't know if he's, you know, he has some computer. You see, the reason I can't help. do that is it's too triggering and it just reminds me of actors smoking and drinking wine when I hear that. But Because um, they were at your house. Yes, they're all at my house. Yeah. Um, you don't know how lucky you were to have Daleks <laughs> around your house. <laughs> But they, what, what was odd? I don't quite understand this because it was the police in Scotland were sharing the video, weren't they, to sort of encourage people to stay indoors. But there was, how did you feel about this, Frank? They said our colleagues in Scarrow Division... Uh, Scarrow. Deployed, what is it? Scarrow. Have Scarrow is, the, the, is the, the home of the... the original home of the Daleks. Yeah. Oh, OK. Um, have deployed their direct action local enforcement cops. OK. Dalek, mm-hmm. yeah. to ensure everyone is following guidelines. But they used a sort of TARDIS acronym. It's actually a backronym, the TARDIS, isn't it? Um, totally awesome. Totally what awesome. is a backronym? A backronym Which means ones? that the acronym was applied after the fact. Yeah. So TARDIS came first, and then whatever it stands for came after. It was applied afterwards. Well, I, I don't... That may be televisually but surely yes um it would have had the, the name tardis actually on gallifrey would have come from the time and relative dimensions in space that's how it would have got it okay and other conversations i never thought i'd be involved in <laughs> um anyway totally awesome rightly distanced isolation systems i didn't like that uh- What what was it that you didn't like about it? Because I have a strong feeling about this. What was it that you didn't like? I didn't like right... It just felt forced. I don't like things forced. Is is that specifically the police being (laughs) too friendly? Forced. I didn't like the fact that the police are doing material 
Suddenly the police yeah. are coming. There, like, was a, get, there was a bit of that. Get back on your own territory. What, am I supposed to suddenly start doing citizens' arrests if there's some people it's playing pol- frisbee? The police farce. That's what, that's what it's, it's had, It did have an element of policeman dances with revellers at Notting really Hill. Oh, did. God, I hate that as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. The, uh, the video of the, the Dalek that's, uh, that's all over the internet now... Um, I I tell you what I particularly liked about it is after it had said all humans must self isolate by order of the Daleks, there's still quite a long bit of the video <laughs> where the Dalek, in a very melancholy way, just goes up the road in silence, like it's sort so of just you know, th- thinking about stuff, and I never really. <laughs> They they so rarely come over as introspective, the yes, Daleks. But this one just I don't know just. What you mean? Oh, it was sort man. of a bit romantic poets, wasn't it? On his own, contemplating the cosmos. Yeah, was, like he was yeah. doing his, his mandatory um, hour of exercise. Um, I said, well, but I yeah, mean, just going off. Oh yeah. Mm. <laughs> Maybe it's the burden of being a. Uh, an enforcer of oh god, I'd really like some downtime. But yeah, I know. It's, also, I mean, it's not I what mean, they were. It's not why he joined the Daleks to be giving people <laughs> health advice. He joined there to destroy and conquer. It also, must be very. It must be worrying to them that the runners now are a greater threat to um, yeah. Earth's population than the Daleks are. Yeah. I know, they've lost the USP, haven't they? They've got nothing, I'm, no unique selling point. I'm surprised point. it's a Dalek, though. I would have thought a Cyberman would be quite a terrifying Doctor Who figure for these times. And they've got the face mask on ready to go, haven't they? Mm. They have got that, that's true. They have yeah. got all that. They are part <clears throat> human as well, so I think they could maybe get it, though. Oh, you I see, think they could get it. Daleks, very thick-waisted, the Dalek, aren't mm. they? Well, body shame have... them. On that subject, I would say they're slim. I would say they're, they're, it's all going to be pear-shaped for the, uh, the dark. I'd say they've got quite a slim waist if you look for where their arms are. Well, it depends are. You, what if you think uh, the waist is where the sink plunger or whatever it is, the 70s sink plunger Yeah, I think they, it, it's a sort of the old Simon Cowell trousers look, quite a high <laughs> no, waist. That what they're up to? And then they what they call, look in? they call the skirt, they call it, of the Dalek. And That's a nice then, skirt, huh? And then the Dalek, um, I, I t- that happened to me this week. I was having an avocado mm. and I cut the avocado in half. You know, when you work your way around the stone inside. And yeah. as, I, as I pulled it apart, you know, the, you know, the stone sits in one half of the avocado. What do you do, do when you, that happens then? I always think, oh, looks just like a Dalek bump. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the bumps on a Dalek. Yeah. Yes, There's I There's a do. great Colin Baker line when, he's, when he said uh, a Dalek can never change its bumps. Oh, like a, like a Like oh. a leopard and spots. Oh, yeah. Thought it my kingdom for a horse, but anyway. <laughs> um, well, you know the most depressing photograph I've ever seen, in fact, Frank? <laughs> no, I'd love to know Dalek's... what that was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's clarify. One of the most depressing photographs I've ever seen was the eye of a Dalek. You could see the black paint had rubbed off. You could see a remnant of an orange sort of ball cock underneath where it had been painted. I mean, come on. Really? But I like a bit of that. I remember in the first Batman film when he gets in, I think, the bat plane, and it's a bit chipped. The paint, the paint's a bit chipped on the on the dash. And I think, oh, I like that. It looks a bit, bit lived in. Yeah, but not because they didn't have enough That's money in the props department. <laughs> like those, you know, those very multi-lined Bolivian peasant women you get on the cover of National Geographic. Yeah, they I prefer those now to you know to the supermodels. I like I like oh, good because that's that a looks... Christmas future post isolation for me. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I, I must uh, I must check out the um, the Dalek with orange paint <laughs> uh, or without silver paint. Uh, that'd yeah. be 
Yeah, I, I like to think I know most of the iconic. Uh, of course, one of the the most notorious um, Dalek photo opportunities was um, Katie Manning, who was uh, a, a former companion. She might mm. well have been around your house at some point in the yes. uh, in the seventies. She, um, after she left Doctor Who, did a, a naked picture shoot with a Dalek. She never. Which was, uh, she Disrespectful. honestly did. <laughs> but it was a bit, she sort of, she has to sort of um, cling very closely to the Dalek, you know, to retain her privacy. I mean, I've, I've heard of specialist uh, interest, but why me? But, but you know those <laughs> things where, yeah, I, I, I worry that, you know, with, with metal, like when if, if you lick there was a bloke who licked a car i remember some drunken bloke in the paper who licked a car and his tongue stuck to it because you know metal if it gets hot or cold mm. can do that yes. but anyway she's she survived but oh, that's um heartwarming yes it was uh it was i am um, i gotta say about this dalek that i've seen a few privately owned daleks over the years i, I don't <laughs> think this was anything to, do with... to kiss and tell no. I'll tell you who's got one. Hasn't Lee Matt got one? Um, Harry one? Hill had one, and I think he mm. left it at his management company when he departed. Mm. Um, Stephen Moffat has got one. Okay. And uh, a man um, next to my where my brother-in-law and, his, and my sister-in-law live, he's got one. There's a few privately owned ones, but mm. this is without a doubt... the, the I've never seen one um, that has got the running action of this one. This one is, it's a different class. I mean, it's, it? it's, it's absolutely careering. You're right there, Al. How are you doing? It's, I'm, I'm just it's enjoying this. It's yeah. careering down the pavement. <laughs> Often they don't, you know, it's hard to move them about. Mm. It's, um, I was very impressed by that. I'd like to know, tell. is there someone inside? Is it um, remote controlled? Who you knows? I don't want to play sci-fi... I don't want to play sci-fi top trumps, but I do feel maybe a Triffid might be an even better deterrent from Day of the Triffids. Oh, yeah. Mm. Good shout. Because they're sinister, but there's something, I don't know, I just, I think think for me, I'm I'm honestly not putting Daleks down, you know, all God's children. Yeah. Um, but I just, I don't know, I find them comical rather than sinister, if I'm honest, Frank. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, I can't. I still think they're the blackest villains in the cosmos. Okay. But, you know, as you yeah. say, we're, we're all different. By the way, I did watch um, recently Doctor Who and the Silurians. And uh, in that Frank, one, come on. <laughs> there's a virus. Uh, uh, these, um, the Silurians. It's a bit much. <laughs> yeah. They live under the earth and they release a virus to finish off humanity. And the doctor oh, that's nice. puts a lap, he puts a lab coat on and comes up with a cure in, I'd say, about two and a half hours. Um, so I think there's no testing, nothing. They just put it straight out there. Everyone takes it and it's fine. <laughs> so I think we can, go wrong. You know, we can learn many lessons. You know, there's people <laughs> blaming the Chinese. My money's on the Silurians. For all this, I think they've uh, they've come back again. I found it quite inspirational. The doctor just sitting with a few test tubes and then saying, "That's it, I've got it," and then writing it down freehand to send to the government. Simpler times. Oh, well, so much simpler. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. So, as we near the end of the show. Um, have we heard any more from our fabulous readers? Well, we have. We've had this in from Belfast Cole. He dreamt about you, Frank. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, had a, I don't know how you feel about Belfast Cole, but he says, I had a dream last night. I met at Frank on the radio on a late night bus in Coventry. Nice bloke. I've been on a few. In fact, I used to briefly live right next to Paul Meadow, which is the central bus station. In Coventry, so okay. that could have happened. Nice bloke, but shook my hand as he got off at his stop and my wife told me off for not keeping my distance. Anyhow, Frank, nice to meet you. <laughs> of course, as we now know, handshaking, very Birmingham. Oh, yeah, very. Yes. Maybe it's stretched to Coventry. It's in that direction, yes. gone through Solihull. 
Surprising. It's nice to know. It, but I think it's nice to know that you got a good review in someone's dream, Frank. Well, I'll tell you what's interesting is that my dreams, and I'm not going to start doing specifically, no. I had this Because as we all know, but, what do we know? Listening to people's dreams is more boring than listening to their problems. But we'll allow you this. <laughs> yes, but this, this is a generalisation. Yeah. For <laughs> about the first five or six days or nights, I suppose, of lockdown, my dreams remained... Um, as they had been. So I would wake up and think, oh, I was, you know, sitting, chatting to someone, blah, blah, or whatever I was doing in the dream. I've cleaned it up a bit. Um, (laughs) Because you can't do that now. And then I noticed that in my dreams over the last 10 days, I've started to observe the government guidelines. (laughs) So that must be, yeah, it must be so, I mean, there's still, you know, I'm still doing my signature defecating in public places motif, but with less witnesses. I noticed. So you're evolving in your dreams. So in the dreams, I'm not making this up. I am. It's it has now got into my dreams. So I'm not dreaming about going out really hardly at all. And if I am, then it's um, I'm keeping my distance from people. It's a very shows. I think Mm. it's the Catholic in me. I've got such a hunger for strict rules. That I've even taken it. Well, we know my, about that in the basement. Yeah, taken it into my sleeping time, which is uh, <laughs> oh, I, pretty well, outstanding. I, for many years, I've had a, a sort of rules-based dreaming habit. I, 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 I used to do some material about how boring a dream once was that I had, where I dreamt that I had forgotten to renew my car tax, and I, <laughs> I had to go to the post office and renew it. Very, very humdrum admin task. Mm. Yeah, I've had. I I'm, I used to have the most fantastic dreams, and now mine are very. They've become very domestic. They're sort of things I really do, which seems a waste yeah. of a thing. Mm. To it does do when when you could be flying? Yeah. Um, well, exactly. We also have exactly. We also have a text, uh, a message from uh, at Mike Kelly Disco, who suggests he. When he was growing up around the same time as yourself, Frank, my parents always used to prick sausages before cooking them, but nobody seems to do it anymore. What's changed? Oh, what, where well, do you stand I, on that? Can I say, I had no idea that that had stopped. I still, <clears throat> apps, I, I, I always prick every, every oh, time. Me I Stuart pierce them all over the place. No, I don't. I've you stopped, don't. but I don't know why. Don't you get those horrible meat pustules come splitting out of them? Yeah. You're all <laughs> yes. right with that? It seems I am, yeah. yeah I don't know why I don't. giving him oh, some well, cream I, for that. I, could, I couldn't live with that. It's like <laughs> eating a snake with a hernia. <laughs> don't mind um, that either. No, you don't mind that? Okay. Especially if he's eating one of them that's eating a goat. You know, the one, the enormous, swollen... Oh, fantastic. Look, if the freezer needs defrosting, I'll have anything. Oh. I thought he was going to say, if the freezer needs defrosting and the creeks don't rise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of that, we come to the end of the show. Look, thank you, guys. Um, we're not, you know, we are all staying in and observing the rules, but knowing you're out there means a tremendous amount to us. Thank you so much for listening. If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now stop in. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. 